The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Are you making the most of your KiwiSaver investment? Generate is an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of strong long-term performance. Making a smart decision now could add tens of thousands of dollars by the time you reach retirement. Book a no-obligation chat with a Generate KiwiSaver advisor today at generatekiwisaver.co.nz slash advice. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited and, of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. the end of Celebrity Treasure Island for 2022. Alex Casey, how are you feeling? Oh my god, I'm exhausted. Having just I, watched that finale, I'm, I'm so tired. I know, what a journey it's been for you and I. It's been really hard for us, I think. It's been so hard for us and I don't think anyone really appreciates it unless they've been in our position, you know? Uh, my name's Janie, this is The Real Pod, it's your reality TV and pop culture in Aotearoa podcast, but right now... It's about one thing and one thing only, $100,000 going to Jesse Chook's charity. Well done, Jesse Chook. He's in the studio. You Welcome to the studio. As, as Siobhan likes to say, Jesse Chook. Yeah. You, Jesse That's the my name liar. now. I've, I've, I've realised that. We've got Dame, Dame Susan now, and I'm just going to be Jesse Chook, and I've, I've realised that. And I'm okay with that. So you've just flown in from uh, you just flown in from the beach. Yes. Still looking a bit covered in sand. Huge just like, trail of sand all through the office. Oh, quite you're have rude. To that up. Yes. yes. <laughs> it's um it's going to be coming out of places for a long time. <laughs> hey, no, honestly, such a, a massive win, a massive game for you overall. You played it like an absolute pro. Um, this is kind of like if Lance Savali had played the way he played last year, but then actually won. You know, you played the game. It's kind of worrying sometimes watching it back on just how good my line was. Sometimes it's like, <laughs> oh no, like yeah, awesome, but also like what a what a dick. Do you ever um, worry that we talk about this on the podcast sometimes? If you ever find yourself in front of a jury. Like, say you've been accused of a crime you didn't commit and you're, like, lying. <laughs> you know, everyone thinks you're yeah. lying and they're like, look at his I'm, grin, your honour. I'm done for, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely done for. But, yeah, I, I loved it. Like, it was, it, was a weird, it was a weird game. The whole thing was just a great social experiment. We had an amazing cast. Like, everyone on that show was just, was just brilliant. And it probably wasn't until halfway through, like I was just having fun for that first half, like really just enjoying myself, like on the beach playing stupid games, meeting people that were a lot more famous than me, and then kind of thrust into it. The game got flipped on its head for me halfway through and it was the like, monolith. this is my this is my life now and, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I gotta live it. Um, but yeah, it was great. I want to read something, so, I was lucky enough to meet you right before you went into the game. I thought you were going to be on the sh- 
on the show. Well, it, I do remember I did have to stand in for the photographer for like the people doing the proper publicity shots. And I remember when the celebrity started alight- alighting the bus, you got off and waved at me cheerily. I was like, could yeah. could be. I said to could Guy, be. I was like, I was like, Who, who's that? He's like, oh, no, no, no. She's she's not a celebrity. <laughs> she's nothing. She's, she's catering at best. You star in my eyes, Alex. And uh, that was my one burning question was, did you think Alex was a celebrity? Because we talked about that way back at the very beginning of recapping this season. So you've answered that question and the answer is yes. But Alex, sorry, I rudely interrupted. No, that's I've got right. so many questions, but Alex, you're about to say something. I just have a quote from you that I want to read to you. I asked you what you were the most nervous about going into the game. And you said, I don't think I'm a massively cunning person. (laughs) I I like to think I'm fairly friendly with most people. Everyone seems so lovely. So that's what I'm the most nervous about. Upsetting someone or having to make a decision and work behind someone's back. (laughs) I think I will really struggle to do that. Jesse, you've come a long way since then, I have to say. A for effort. (laughs) Yeah, got there in the end, but... It's um it's going to take me a few years to to get over the trauma of of doing that. Um, it, it was at times you're like this is great and it's like it's a game and and you're doing it. But then it's also your friend. Like you get super close to everyone on there. And when you are lying, it's probably not so much the lying. It's when people actually believe the lies that makes it really tough. It's like cool, you did it and. Oh, they're actually so nice that they're believing me now. Like that makes you feel even more crap as when they eat it up. It's so stressful. Did you ever get to a point where you were like starting to believe your own lies and you're like, maybe I don't know where the treasure yeah. is? Yeah. <laughs> I was so deep in some stuff, I don't know which way was up. Like literally, <laughs> what what is going on? And, and I remember telling the initial lies and it was as bad as it looked on there. It was just coming out and then I'd go down like one little and someone would kind of say something and you'd go, yeah, yeah, that's that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> and then Chris sat me down and was like, you need to sort your shit out, man. Like, <laughs> you're frazzled. There was quite a manic energy, particularly as we got towards the, the pointy end of the game. Did it become easier at that point just to lean into it all and just be like, I've come this far, I am... In lies steeped so far, I'm so close now, just and lean into it. I think that moment for me came once Ron was gone. Um, that that final merge, from the final merge to top six was 100% the hardest part. That was like, you know, your two alliances coming together and hating each other. It's like you've, you've gone to uni, you've made some new mates and then <laughs> they don't get on well with your high school friends. It's like horrible. And, and that scenario was was going on and I said to like a few I was like don't feel sorry for me like I've put myself in this position um, I'm not looking for pity here I just want everyone to get along and you know seeing it and seeing what it was doing to people Courtney and, and then Siobhan like it was shit you know these people thought that you know that you had their back and even though I did I knew that they felt like I'd betrayed them and that was probably the, the hardest part so that was like still like trying to make people happy and trying to reconcile things. And then Ron went and I was on my own. I knew everyone was out to get me and they were telling me, you know, the vibe was pretty clear that it was everyone against me at that point. And I was like, well, there's no schmoozing going to get my way back into any of this. Like it's lone wolf, it's lone wolf time. And and I backed myself to, to do it.
Yeah. You look, you, you had, there was, you know, we've talked a lot about the lying, but actually there was so much honesty as well this season where people, you were talking so openly about which alliances you were all in, telling people, hey, I'm going to put you up for elimination. Not necessarily you specifically, but through the whole game, I found that the whole cast seemingly quite open about their, some of their devious moves. Yeah. And I found it quite shocking at the start. Like my initial game plan was just low profile, sit back, watch everyone else do their thing. So initially when everyone else was doing it, I'm like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> idiots. What you, why would you tell people that? Um, and then I got thrust into that as well. Like when I finally made a made a friend, I told everyone about it. <laughs> um, I don't know why, like why, you know, we were obviously a super close group with everything that happened before the show, the mm. the lockdown and, and the loss of Inga. Um, you know, you have a tragedy like that and everyone just comes together. It doesn't matter how long you've known each other when you've got something shared like that. The whole game was was different from that point going forward and I think a lot of what we saw, not just like the honesty and the openness, but also the the sacrificial side of things. Um, I think just in general, people looked at the show a little bit more than just a game. We talked about it being a game, but I think the door was very much open into the into the world that um, it wasn't just this little isolated bubble. It was like we're in this game, but let's talk about things from the outside world. Let's let's kind of be human in here. Um, so I think that's where it came from. Was it also quite hard because it was it was Omicron craziness like back then. We forget, but, you know, to leave your life at a time like that when we didn't know, there were thousands of cases a day, it was very stressful. Did that kind of make it feel a bit more, I don't know, poignant to be out there together as well? It was it was really weird. Like you, we were literally in the height of it, like leaving yeah. and it was like things are going to get way worse before they get better. And then every now and then you'd have to drive to a challenge and if the producers left the volume up in the car, generally you'd hear like, you know, there's 40,000 cases here today and you're like, what? And then, you know, it gets turned off and you're like, you get these little things because you are just, you have these little moments where you get an insight into the outside world. But when you're not doing that, it is literally like you are isolated. Mm. There is nothing from the outside world. Camera people don't talk to you. Um, it's just like you are there on your own. And Omicron was ripping through. <laughs> and from that I'm also learning, so you're not walking uphill and down dale to each and every challenge, Jesse Chu. No, this is like going to, I mean, you would have noticed... We're now on the west coast for the finale, so that was a that was a big drive. <gasps> East, <gasps> da, da, da. That's yeah. a mic drop moment. Yeah, east coast to west coast. Holy! Believe Did it or not, not believe it or <laughs> not, <laughs> the sun rises in the east, which we see, and then in the last three episodes, we see the sun setting in the west. Whoa! That's the scandal. Yeah. <laughs> wow. You would have noticed, you said, and no, Alex and I, we, we didn't notice because uh, we're not, I, I, sorry to speak for you also, Alex, but we, we're sort of not like a one with the ocean in the same way that you are. Um, does your charity know yet, at time of recording, that that you did the good deed and won them the money? No, no. At time of recording, we are going to a bar tonight to watch 
and they've put on a massive function, which is really cool. But I'm, I'm like, well, a lot of faith in me. But they said some nice stuff. They were like, you've already, you've raised ten grand for us, and you know the the talks you've done about live oceans been enough to celebrate. So let's you know put something on for you to celebrate the last month. Mm. So they're going to be bloody stoked in about two <laughs> hours' time. And when you say they, you're talking about your brother, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. So so you've had to keep this from him. Yeah, yeah. Has he been trying to needle it out of you? No, nah, well, he, he hasn't. And no one really has, to be fair, which is makes it a lot easier to not have to um, tell these fibs. Although oh, come I, although on. Although I do you quite are enjoy it. You're <laughs> so brilliant. Liar. People aren't even asking and I'm just lying to them now. Yeah. <laughs> Pointless lies. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, he's been away for quite a lot, so he missed the first probably two-thirds of the show. But since since he's been back, he's been watching every episode, reading every article, listening to staff, just full diehard fan wow. and, and loves it. So, Sorry, is he? when you say listening to staff, is he listening to this podcast? Yeah, he's listened <gasps> He's listened to the, to the pod. Um, there's been some funny moments that I've, I've told him about. Um, is, is there anything that you want to call it? You came in here, guns are blazing, saying you've heard things you want to talk about that we've said, that yes. we've got wrong. What I should have done is um, written a list. Mm, um, a logbook. A logbook. If you will. And, and come in and, and asked all the, um, or just, you know, corrected the record. <laughs> I love the little, oh, no, the, the slug, you know, the caterpillar, the slug um, yeah. scenario. I, th- I think it was a slug, you know. I, I went and, and looked at slugs moving. <laughs> a slug after just that slimes and along. Yeah. What you're doing is an you inchworm. Don't think I was, you don't, what you're doing is an inchworm. You don't think I was slimy I, on the show? <laughs> you, you you definitely were creating like a an inverted U shape yeah. little bit, you know. Does a slug do that? This is the important stuff that we need to clear up. I think the sliminess that I was feeling at that point in time in the show probably gave me a bit more slug. <laughs> Nature, um, yeah. Well, I agree to disagree on that. Okay, we still a, maintain. It's a metaphor. It's just very. Te- it's getting very tense now. Um, anything else? Anything else that we just got quite wrong? Uh, Can't imagine. No. To be to be fair, you guys um, surprised me with some of the some of the analysis, um, both in a good and, and bad way. But, like that. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I, you know, without stroking the ego too much. It was great. I loved it. I look forward to every every Thursday because I'd just be in the car, tuning in, listening, um, and it was kind of getting me through to Monday and the next love week. love to hear that. Um, Are you on the Discord? Get no. the Discord. See, I was so, like, Cam showed me a little bit of the Discord because I was like, hey, Cam, they keep talking about this Discord. And I'm, like, going on to Google and being like, um, the real pod, Discord, and there was like nothing. I didn't know it. what it was. I thought it was, and then I'm on like Reddit, and I was looking up Discord, and I couldn't find it anywhere. And he's like, "No, Discord's like an app." And he and he showed me and he showed me some stuff, and I read a couple of things, and I was like, "I'm already too engrossed in this game. Like, I don't need I don't need any of that." If any listeners want to find the real pod Discord, where could they find a link? Read it. In the, sh- in, the show- in the show notes is where you'll find the link. Just check out the episode description and you can head on there. Thank you very much for that, Sam. You're doing our job for us um, because we don't know how to do it. No, ourselves. I still don't. I don't know how to open it. I don't know where it is. <laughs> I respect it, though. Jesse, 
Jesse Chook, I should say. The the filming ended some time ago. Uh, is everyone going for coffees? That's a burning question because I know that was a big priority for Dame Susie D and for Ron Cripp to make sure that everyone was going to be able to come out of this and go for a lovely coffee. Yeah, I had coffee with Susan last week in Tauranga, which was, which was lovely. Um, Ron and I have kept in touch a lot. Um, you know, pretty stoked to be able to say that Ron Cribb all black wrong crib is is now a good mate and and you know we we get out and play a bit of golf old schmitty bit of schmitty comes comes along as well guy montgomery we got a oh bit of a golf golf God. crew going on so that's really nice and um yeah i keep in touch with with everyone like especially with the bowling you know everyone even people that couldn't make it because they were filming or were away overseas everyone touched base and wanted to be involved which i think was really cool um, did Mike King? Did Mike King get involved? Mike King didn't get involved physically, but he was involved and was very helpful in, um, you know, these events. You think it's going to be easy to put on, and I take my hat off to anyone that organises a charity event because it is difficult, just a very difficult event. And he was really helpful, and he knew we couldn't be there, so he was offering his, um, you know, support to if we needed to do a you know text setup page or just connecting us with um, with you know radio stations and things and um, obviously Bryce Casey from the Rock had kind of had that mm-hmm. connection with um, uh, with Mike there and they've done the bowling before so that's kind of how that all all came about so yes great great glad to hear was, it happy, was involved happy families yeah. I have a question about Ron Crib out on the green yes does he just like destroy the turf like will, what does it look like. I will show you a video of okay. him swinging at a ball. Um, Does everyone just like scatter? Yeah, imagine how horrified we all were when he was like running at us like the juggernaut down the slip and slide <laughs> or just powering through the water. Yeah. It's like all of that combined, but he's got a weapon in his hand now. <laughs> And he just put, he does not hold back, Mm. does not hold back. It's good to have a friend that you're scared of, you know. Yeah, always, always. (laughs) Uh, He wrote us a lovely little DM actually after I came and visited you guys, like a complete no mates loser uh, stalker at the bowling alley. And he wrote us a lovely little DM. And now I feel like I can say Ron Cribb also, great pal of mine. So thank you, (laughs) Jesse. Speaking of that though, We've been chatting a little bit on the DMs, and this happened last year with Chris Parker, right? Because Chris Parker even came in and co-hosted a recap, one of our episodes on the season that he was on. And when he came in after he'd won, I was like, you gave nothing away in the DMs and in our chat. Nothing at all. And Jesse Chook, you also gave nothing away when we've been chatting. So well done. Still can lie. Thanks. It, it feels so good. You've done it. just <laughs> such an amazing job. I'm going to get you a certificate, like best lot, most improved liar. <laughs> so what happens now? What happens now? Now that you are, you are the most famous chook boy at the moment, might not have always been that way, but right now it's your time. How, how are you going to celebrate when the news hits everywhere? Yeah, we're hitting, like I said, in the bar tonight, so I think we'll we'll celebrate for sure in a couple of hours. And and honestly, I'm like I said earlier, excited because you haven't lived that that winning moment yet. I mean, I had that really awesome special moment with Elvis and Courtney, and and you know I love them to bits and was so stoked to have the two of them 
there um, with me in that moment. But you kind of you have it, and then it's like cool. We're you're straight back into on a plane, and then you're gone next day back into real life, keeping the secret. So it's a really weird thing that you can't. Most of the time, you go through life, and it might be at work, or it might be something random during the day. You celebrate successes. You tell your friends. You tell your family, and you're like, "Oh, cool. Let's go for a beer and celebrate." I haven't had that yet, so I haven't had the chance to actually be like, "Fuck yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're beauty." Um, so, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to to share that moment with with my friends and family, um, because yeah, I, I know they're going to be stoked. I'm. It's funny, like you, I had a massive sense of relief when I. When I uncovered the the treasure, just like cool, it's here. They haven't moved it on me. Great, um, <laughs> but you know, I didn't really have that celebration moment. So now to kind of actually sit back and be like, cool, I've I've done it. I've I've you know got a hundred thousand dollars for for my, a charity that means so much to me in Live Ocean. I do I do feel really proud, and I am just absolutely stoked with it like it's the whole reason why I went so hard in this game like I'm a super competitive person and I flipped a switch in there and just went so competitive um and I'll put a charity card in there like yeah I I did it for charity (laughs) but like also there was you know everyone well me particularly I was like I want to win this thing like I bloody I don't think just you particularly we have to make mention of Courtney Louise because out of everyone she was probably as it came across on the show the other person who was equally hungry for that win for her charity but also for Courtney Louise and also to beat you and for women and for and women if sorry and, and to be you mostly to be you and to be <laughs> you yeah. fair enough too. I think especially towards the back end of the show when you know she figures me out and I think the more she knew that she was right, and then the more that I kept telling her that she was wrong, the more it just the frustration grew, and I think that's mm. when it turned to like, okay, I just want to beat you now, just to shut you up once mm. and once and for all. <laughs> um, so fair enough, but no, Courtney was was amazing, and we had a pretty funny relationship throughout the whole the whole thing. Kind of, you know, her making me kaiho too early on, and then kind of being on opposite sides for such a long period of time, and then obviously coming together in that final merge and going through an absolute whirlwind of of emotions. But to have someone like Courtney that's like, even though I had at the final chase a lot of the clues and mm. I knew where the treasure was, like I said to Elvis, this isn't a debt, like I'm going to be going hard tomorrow because I know there's still a lot between me and getting this treasure and I know that Courtney particularly is going to be like so hot on my heels because she had all the clues as well. And I was freaking out. I was like, mm. she was is, on your tail. You know, it was like a horror film. Like you kept being like, she's behind yeah. you, you know? <laughs> and <laughs> especially when, you know, for a lot of it, she was kind of behind me and I like knew she was behind me. And then that final puzzle where she was just genuinely mm. by my side, it felt like an eliminate, you know, being in the elimination mm. arena, she's by your side. And then all you listen to is Matt calling. And you kind of look over and you're like, shit, she's like and she's caught up to you. me. And <laughs> yeah. like, I've just blown this, you know, the, the slender lead that I had. And now she's she's right on me. Um, but yeah, Courtney was an absolute just powerhouse in that game. And I take my hat off to how she played the game. I think she played the game better than anyone mm. out there. And 
I think, you know, I've seen a bit and read a bit um, with it as well. And I think a lot of people got after her and how she was playing the game. But you do what you got to do to survive. And she was doing, she was doing everything. And I watched it unfold and I knew she was doing it. And I was just like, all good. Like, <laughs> fair play. Like, I would be doing the exact same as you. It's just yeah. our, our paths have been moving in a slightly different direction. I want to know, while all this is happening, how are you remembering where the treasure is? <laughs> while all this other stuff's going on, that's like the single most important piece of information. I notice you're lying next to a rock and like doing some kind of yeah. coordinates. Um, Did you have I, like a mnemonic or something? No, I kind of... Look, look like, he, sorry, I just want to interrupt from, a layman, from another layman. Look like you buried it X many steps from a rock. Was it any more complicated than that? Which direction? Yeah, which direction? So like... Right. That, they were really hard on, one, they were super tight on the timing. They were like, it's 10 minutes. If it's not buried within 10 minutes, a metre deep, we're burying it. Right. And, and you'll have to put the goggles back on. Yeah, sweet. Um, and then <laughs> it was like, okay, it has to be 10 metres away from, from any landmark. And, you know, oh. so that was that was fine. And I was like, cool, I can still get some cross-reference points. So when you do a cross-reference point, you get a spot. You line up two markers and that gives you a straight line, one behind you, one in front of you, and then two markers, one to your left, one to your right. And you know that if you have those lined up, you get to a, a point. It's just like literally X marks the spot and you're standing in the middle of it. But when I got down into the basin, all these like spots that I was going to use were gone. Like I was standing in this basin and I couldn't even see any of the hills that were in the distance. So I pretty much had to place my bets on a sand dune that I hoped was still going to be there when I got back. So it was, I only had one marker. I didn't have any cross-references. And I I paced out, I think it was 14, 14 steps. But that 14 steps was 10 steps originally, I think, when I had so much adrenaline. So I did like 10 <laughs> steps. And I was like, yeah, it's 10 <laughs> steps. And then I was like, okay, I'll check it one last time. And then when I checked it, it was like 14. I was like, shit. And then I checked it again. I'd done like 12. Oh, my God. So, yeah, I finally was like, okay, I think I called it. It was like 13. Thir- well, I know. It was 13 steps because I reckon I could go back there tomorrow now. You got there in the end. It's like, it's it, like when you measure a piece of furniture like the, with two finger yeah, points. Yeah. And you're like, it's about this big. <laughs> yeah. But you did it. Yeah, so line, lined it up. And I had this little I had this little rock. There were the two rocks on the ground just in the middle of the sand dune and I had one rock as my kind of sight line and then I took the other rock um, and I've still still got that rock. I was quite happy with it. It was like my only friend towards the back end of the game. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You're in an alliance. It's your Wilson in a way. Yeah. Mm. As a castaway. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I have to say there was the moment in uh, the final episode tonight where you said um, – you, you told the truth about being the traitor. You admitted it. Elvis, um, shocked and upset, even though Courtney Louise had been trying to tell him she thought this was the situation. Courtney Louise was like, big bloody surprise. But that gave them an opportunity to, to vent some frustration, um, to, to say they felt betrayed. But from my perspective, I felt like you did them – quite a big favour in telling the, the truth at this point because it meant, and it was, and you were giving yourself a little bit of a handicap in some ways because it meant once you got to the basin, they knew they didn't have to stand there and work out a puzzle. All they had to do was look for Jesse Chook where he's digging and kind of like join in that same general area, right? Yeah. Do you think they recognised the advantage that you were giving them at that point? Uh, not advantage I, over you, but an advantage beyond the position that they were before you said anything. Uh, not at the time, and fair enough. Like I think I would have been pissed off if I was in their shoes at that point in time as well. But there's a couple of conversations. It, I had been wanting to talk about it for a while, and I just keep going, well, I can't. Like While the game's still going, and particularly during the pairs, and this isn't fair to Elvis because by no means would he have thrown a challenge but I just didn't know, you know. Mm. Courtney and Siobhan knew and, you know, would have, if they knew, yeah, black and white, I'm the traitor, he buried the treasure. Elvis could have gone, okay, I'm going to throw the challenge, hedge my bets on beating them in a head-to-head face-off and then go to the top three with Siobhan Mm. and Court and then all be on a bit of an even playing field. So mm. I just didn't want to get to that scenario, which is why I kind of kept lying. <laughs> and there was a conversation though the day before, like Courtney had worked it out and then she actually got, we kind of laughed about it and we had that joking moment where she's like, you are the trade and I kept denying it. But then afterwards she was actually quite like doubting herself. Like, oh, I think I'm actually losing it in this game. Right. Like I, I've gone like crazy. And that was really hard to see, you know, someone I consider a close friend now actually being like, shit, I've, I've lost it. And mm. then Elvis as well was like, can you just, like, am I wasting my time tomorrow? You know, if you've got this massive advantage, am I just going to look like an idiot if I'm just, you know, not even in with a chance? So there's a couple of things at play there. One, I did want to tell them. Um, and two, I was kind of like, you know what, like, We've got this far. I think I owe it to them um, as the other two finalists to not know all that I know. And even if I tried to tell it to someone, I couldn't have explained it. But at least tell them that if I'm really struggling and they come in, you know. 13 paces yeah, from the 30, rock. 30, you know, <laughs> would have been absolute mumbo jumbo. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I don't know. I just felt like I needed to tell them and wanted to tell them. And, mm. you know, mm. I knew I had to tell them that morning because if I told them the day before, I don't reckon I would have woken up. 
<laughs> there was some very violent chat going on in those last few episodes, like, like yeah. <laughs> screwdrivers in the back. Yeah, because when we got to that, fo- there were so many pillows. Like I was like, oh, yeah, I, <laughs> there are too many throws around here to sleep safely tonight. <laughs> I love oh, it. We love and it that. is you. You're there. You're out there a long time. From what I've heard from other contestants from the seasons past is that like a day can feel like a week when you're out there like and you're separated from all the chaos of Omicron that's going on and you kind of are in this weird suspended reality. Is there, I mean, I I feel like I know the answer to this already, but if someone hasn't been in this situation, they can't truly understand how real and important it feels when you're in it, right? Especially towards this back end. Yeah, and I know you guys have talked about this a bit on the show. Like, you know, we're seeing everything now, watching it back. We've mm. seen all the conversations that are getting put together. And it's very easy to be like, how did you not know that that was going on? And sometimes, like, even I'm like, how did I not know? It was so plain, you know, so obvious. But it does feel like a long time. And it is just, it is a long time um, that you're out there. And, some days are great. Some days fly by and feel like, okay, I could do this. This is actually mm. like a holiday. It's a fun extended adult school camp and I don't <laughs> want to go home. And then other days you're like, okay, I'm at the end of my tether here. I'll, you know, I'll go home. And I think a lot of people went through that where they were happy to go home mm. and you need to do everything you can to just switch back into game mode and be like, nah, screw that. I'm staying here. Um, but also like, you're staying in the most amazing location. We had some pretty crap weather, but I definitely felt like I had a slight advantage in that sense that the wind doesn't really concern me. If it's raining, it's all all good. Someone like Ron as well, I think, was like, this is sweet. Dylan was the same. He does a lot of hunting. So there were people that kind of really enjoyed those harsh conditions. So I definitely felt there was an advantage there of not being like totally like this is the worst thing that I've ever done in my life. Like it has been raining for five days straight. <laughs> Everything is wet. Get me out of here. Um, it was uh, raining again. Cool. <laughs> and you're also plastered in zinc from yes. head to toe the yeah. entire time. You noticed that, did you? Uh, sometimes. It, po- it popped up sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> what was all that about? Was that like, because well, no one else really. I noticed Dame Sue's dabbled occasionally. Yeah, and got, so you were the and, only one to just be like full zinc face all the time. Which I respect. And broke out, I think, because of it. Um, <laughs> I didn't want to say, she was like, I think I've got a, something. She, and she was like, I don't know what it is. And I was awkwardly in the background like, I think I know exactly what you it is. You gave Dame like, Susan DeVoy the hives? Like, nah. Well, she was just, she was so like, just zinc on the, only the nose and the, you know, and the cheeks. And that was exactly where the breakout happened. And I was like, oh, I hope it wasn't the zinc. Well. But we were sharing the zinc and I didn't get it. She did say... She thinks she's allergic to liars. So it wasn't. So she wasn't, she wasn't far off. <laughs> yeah. Regardless, regardless, it all leads back to Jesse Chook, doesn't it? At the end of the day. Oh, New Zealand's sun's terrible, for one. And it was super sunny. Mm. And there's nothing worse than sunburnt lips and mm-hmm. a sunburnt, peeling nose. It was it's clever. A pretty, it's a, yeah. You did and get that scene when, <laughs> when Dame Susan had broken out in hives where I actually thought you were going to die laughing. I've never seen anyone in pain like that from laughter. <laughs> I, there's a few times on the show where, I've, where I giggled a lot more than I had in a very long time, like since you're a teenager and you're sitting with, you know, 
a friend at the dinner table and you've been told not to laugh and you just can't oh. stop laughing. <laughs> that was one of those moments and like Shim and I were both in hysterics yeah. and I was sore the next day because I think I, I like did something to my rib cage from laughing so much. And then, so there's that one and then Siobhan and I, when we got to the luxury night oh. getaway <laughs> and saw the absolute shithole of a, of a camper van <laughs> and we just... And we just lost it, and we were honestly just in hysterics. And then everywhere we turned, there was just something more like awkwardly romantic. It was just like, <laughs> all right, I think that's it. And then you just turn again, you just see like flowers or something there. And you're like, what? And then the fairy lights, and then oh, I just like kept going. <laughs> hey Jesse, what was, in your opinion, the most amazing food reward? Either one that you won or one that you wish you'd won. Simple one, hangi, 100%. Hangi with Nati Kuri was equal parts amazing for the food. Like that hangi was just off mm. the hook good. And there was so much of it. To, probably the best part of that was all the snapper they gave us to take back to our kainga as well and then cook up for the next two days. Did you get any of yeah. the crayfish or did Susan eat no, all of it? No, so Susan, Susan and I were the only ones that liked the crayfish, so... <laughs> I got back and she somehow saved me like a slither. She and I was like, wow, you guys you guys devoured this. And everyone just looked at Susan. <laughs> Who's She's green just like, in the face. Yeah, yeah. just like laying back, just eating the whole pack, pack house cray. Um, but yeah, that nasty kuri was, um, that reward, the hangi was awesome. And just to hear hear them speaking um, about Live Ocean mm. was, was really special. And again, that came at a time where I was like, shit I'm up against it here like Cam just set me out I knew I was going up for elimination that night um and that gave me a bit more of a a boost to be like this is you know we're here for a game but this is why I'm here like these people have been firsthand affected by and inspired by you know live ocean I can Mm. I can dig it in for one more day Mm. and some beautiful hungry help there can we talk about you haven't watched the final episode yet have you no you're waiting to watch it tonight But one thing's for sure, that spade broke. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You didn't get the doof moment of the spade on the top of the box. Yeah. Is that sad? No, I... I, Or did you like... Yeah, I felt it and then that's when (laughs) it went. Okay. Otherwise I would have been I feel like it's just Um, symbolic of your uh, fight. Yeah. Till the end. That that spade broke... The second you picked it up, <laughs> yeah. by the looks of things. Yeah, I don't. I honestly don't know what happened at that point. <laughs> like, is this a stitch up? Um, <laughs> yeah, it was. It was mental. And if that broke, you know, one one scoop earlier, mm. it would have been a whole different game. Were you and worried? My fingernails would probably be still sore because um, you had Courtney coming come coming round the mountain quite literally. Yeah. Obviously, uh, you know, the show's edited. We we don't see it exactly in real time how far behind you was she do you think like minutes wise not much like a couple of minutes wow maybe yeah not much at all you can see from that final challenge like how close she gets yeah in that last puzzle and then I don't know if it shows you guys can tell me I leave the puzzle and I'm like boosting it and then yeah I take a bit of a fall. Yes. You st- that place. Into some brambles, yes. Yeah, that was actually really brutal, and I <laughs> was pretty tweaked for a while after that. Wow. It was quite the drop. 
and I got like stuck in there. For, I felt like the hop, the hyenas on the Lion King when they go down and they get stuck and they have to climb through the elephant boneyard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was shit. I was like, this is this is really bad. And I probably lost a minute or two being stuck down there. But then Courtney ends up down there too, or oh. something similar. Drops her bag and loses uh, all. Of oh, her. she drops. She forgot to do up her bag. Yeah. Oh, you might not know that though, because you haven't seen it. She had her bag, she didn't do up her bag completely and she lost some of her things out the back and so she, this is on the run down to the, uh, into the basin. So there you go. There's something you didn't know that we can tell you. Brilliant. <laughs> do you know what? Hot tip for next time, if you want to just keep your lead a little uh, larger, when you finish the puzzle, can you just bloody scrape it off the, off the thing so she can't copy it? Yeah, great. I'll remember that for next time. <laughs> Did she just straight copy once it was once I left? Why yeah. wouldn't she? Yeah. Why wouldn't yeah. she? And she was um, eyeing up Dylan Schmidt's little printout. Yeah. <laughs> pretty early on, I think. Yeah. Oh, oh wow. Well. It was no. nice to ha- it was nice to have him there with me at the end. <laughs> Schmitty. <laughs> have you been to a trampoline park with Dylan Schmidt? No, but he puts the invite out there quite regularly. <gasps> um to the to the CTI group. He's like, Hey guys, anyone coming this week? <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, I'll come soon. Holy um, smokes. Yeah, I really want to go see him in action for one because he's an absolute beast. Mm. Um, but two, he's like, yeah, I'll teach you guys. And I'd love to be able to do a, <laughs> a double pike, triple yeah. axle. I just want to play crack the egg with him, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's all I want to do. Right. <laughs> to be honest, so do I, yeah. <laughs> Alex, that's your equivalent of like, I just want to survive the first elimination, you know? <laughs> yeah. Jesse's after the, the triple pike double whatever it was you said, and you're just after just if I can get through the first elimination, <laughs> then I'm fine. Crack the egg, you know? Would you still Such crack fun. the egg if Ron was in there? I'd, no. I'd die. I'd be dead. Right. <laughs> You'd disintegrate the egg. Yes, disintegrate. Absolute omelette. Well, if you know, if that invitation ever extends... Yeah. You know, to you again, and you've got yeah, some yeah. mates here at the Real Pod who I'm Let's sure would it. love to come. Yeah, we'd love to have a little bounce on the tramp with Schmitty. <laughs> love it. Jane will turn up. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> For sure. <laughs> For sure. Didn't invite her, but there she is anyway. You know. <laughs> Thanks, Jesse. Oh, look, no, you are more than welcome to put the boot in as many times as you like, because I know that we have uh, certainly. Said some things over the last however many weeks we've been recapping the show, but I just want to reassure you, as critical analysts and, dare I say, experts on Celebrity Treasure Island, uh, we've watched a lot of, of, of minutes of this show. And your concerns, I think, about um, how you kind of come across or, you know, that kind of thing, I think are completely unfounded because... What great gameplay from someone who really appreciates the gameplay. I think you've like nailed that fine balance between playing the game and making really good television and a really good competition, but also not being a total dick, you know? So, Just a little bit. <laughs> um, I mean, it, you know, the, the, the necessary amount of dick. Yeah. <laughs> Just to get yeah. through. <laughs> Clip that. We'll use that. We'll use that on a different podcast. I've always only just had the necessary amount of dick. Jesse Duke only has the necessary (laughs) amount of dick. (laughs) 
And on that note, any further questions, Alex? Um, no, thank you. I do, I do appreciate that. And um, it probably comes back to what Alex was saying earlier about my worries going into the show about not wanting to be cunning and not wanting to, you know, just not wanting, not wanting to be a dick, not wanting to play the game in a in a way that upset people or, or hurt people when it was bloody hard at times given the position that I was in and I think at the time when you're living it is way better because you're way more content with what you're doing and you know why you're doing it when you're watching it back you're seeing the full picture and you're seeing the effect it has on everyone not in real time not in the context that you were feeling at that stage so I think I looked on it like more so looking at how it was affecting other people and being mm. like, wow, they were really upset by by me doing that or shit, they really trusted me and they they shouldn't have. It was more those things that you're watching, mm. these people that, you know, you call mates that, you know, were, were either upset or or kind of had their their trust in you when they, they maybe shouldn't. That stuff was really, really hard. But you got to put yourself back to when you're there and go, well, at that time, I was really annoyed at you. That's why I did it. Mm. <laughs> and it, and it, you had this major blessing slash curse of being the traitor, which if you'd just come back and told everyone exactly what had happened, uh, that might have been like the nice guy thing to do. But it also would have not only would it have shafted your own game, it kind of would have shafted the narrative of the show. So you've got that pressure mm. of, well, of like, I've got to make a good telly show here, you know? There's this big twist, and it's not going to be such a great twist if I come back and just share it with everyone. Yeah, I, and I didn't know what would happen if I did. And I also didn't know what was going to happen if I didn't tell anyone anything. So it was like, what do I say here? And then you know what I said, absolute garbage. Harry Potter. <laughs> Just like Harry Potter. Yeah. <laughs> I do love that first, you know, the first movie. What did you think? What did you think was in the monolith? In those moments where you're creaking that stone open, did you think it was going to be a naked Casey Frank? No, but I did like that um, <laughs> that option. Um, I thought that was a was a. Re- I did wonder if it was going to be a, a cast member mm. thrust back into to the island. Or, ah. like, the opportunity to bring someone back in. Mm. Um, I wondered if it was that. I did think it was going to be around, as well, thought it was going to be around the, the fine, you know, they called it the Navigator. Um, I was like, okay, surely they're going to give me some coordinates or just a set of clues to, to work out. And they said a few things, like, tomorrow's going to really test you. Like, you're going to have to really think and think. So I kind of thought I was going to be given an opportunity, like, we're not giving you anything, but we're giving you the opportunity to do some puzzles, do some challenges, and if you succeed through those, we'll give you a massive hint or we'll give you a thing. So I kind of thought there was going to be challenges involved, mm. but it was not nearly that fun. I just got dragged around in a blindfold. So, hey. <laughs> it all worked out okay, though. Yeah, and that was legit. That was like proper. Wow. They had me in a blindfold for, I reckon, in that day. Six to seven hours. Wow! Like that was full, <laughs> full noise, and it was a long day. Like Brian, because you were on a different coast at this point. Because you we were, went back, oh my so we went way up, and I got like a little bit of a drive where I could look out the window, and then it was like, okay, blindfold on from here, <laughs> and we're still like an wow. hour away. Um, oh wow! Yeah. I don't think I'd like Didn't it. Didn't work. 
Oh, amazing. What a journey. Like, honestly, looked really, really fucking mm. hard from go to woe and you nailed it. Like, you were, I wouldn't say it was a one-horse race, but there were times where it looked like that, but you were the guy to beat, you know, and, uh, and no one could touch you, mate. You did it. Well done. Congratulations. Thank you. Honestly, just so stoked. It's and such a huge win for Live Ocean too. I'm sure they're going to be uh, super stoked and just so proud of all the work that you've done for them. They better be. <laughs> I would hope so. I hope you get a good Christmas present from Blair this year. No, it is, it is really cool. I actually asked them, I was kind of like, this is going back a while. Um, I'm doing this for you guys and, you know, what's the narrative if people ask me, like, you know, if you do win, um, where will the money go? And this is going to be like six months. They're like, well, if you did win 100 grand, that's not chump change. Like that's That doesn't mm. just go to a project that we're already doing. That's money that's like we can invest in a whole new project. Like we can make someone that just has an idea, we can turn that idea into a reality. And they were like, and we'd love you to be part of that and <gasps> kind of bring you in to, to look at that. So um, that's really exciting now to know that I'm going to be able to tell them and then be involved in, you know, hopefully bringing someone's just an idea or an innovation or some small thing, um, yeah, into real life. So that's cool. Life-changing moments continue for you. Yeah, I'm quite excited that's about so cool. that. Yeah. All from a silly, silly show. Silly, silly game. Silly, little silly, show. silly, silly game. Silly little boy. <laughs> <laughs> but how good's the show? And I love the show. I love love what you guys do. It's such a bloody cool thing. Um, and I'm like equal parts sad and happy that it's over. Like happy yeah. that the anxiety is going to be gone um, every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. For like, <laughs> what did I say tonight? Um, but just sad that sad that I can't live it again because it was so mm. fun living it the first time, and it's so fun. Like probably even more fun watching what your friends were doing and the funny sh- stuff that they were saying along the way. Yeah, and that's been like really cool because mm. you you see a little bit, but you you miss so much. So yeah seeing these people that you got so close with living their journeys was bloody cool. I'm really going to mess up. I have one more thing to say, because I promised listener Renee Church that I would posit this to you. Um, she emailed us with the following. This is at the end of a different email. She said, sorry, I don't know why she said sorry, but I still listen to the real pod. Shouldn't apologize for that. Should be proud <laughs> of that. Don't apologize. <laughs> Every week, can I please get something off my chest? Jesse Chook from CTI looks like a young Sir Edmund Hillary. Please tell me you see it too. Love Renee Church. <laughs> um, well, Renee is a. Um, no, he's just opening a beer. It looked really nice. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's that just it's for hot context. In, it's hot in here. Um, Jesse's looking through the window in the studio that goes yeah. out to our communal kind of hang area at work. Um, sorry, Dame Susan Devoy said it multiple times on the show. Wow! So wow. she she thought it. Um, I think especially towards the end where I keep losing more and more weight and <laughs> the, the beard starts getting like wispier and wispier. And the more and more nervous I got as well, like I do this thing where I itch my beard, as you might have noticed, especially when I'm nervous, and I itch two holes in, in my beard. Like if you look at the oh thing God. in the show, there's like there's like these holes wearing towards the back end. So, um, yeah, the game was getting to me, you could say. <laughs> yeah. And it was your it was your Everest. Um, it was, was my Everest. Everest. You yeah. knocked the bastard off. I knocked the bastard. Peak, you know, sneak peak. peak. Sneak peak. It all oh, comes back. Full circle oh, moment. Oh my goodness! Wow. Hey, you mentioned that you're kind of sad. It's over. We are 
devastated that it's over. We've got nothing else to look forward to at this point because there's no shows we can dig into the same way uh, for the rest of the year. Hey, Alex. Unfortunately, if boy, if boy Island just doesn't just doesn't uh, hit the same, <laughs> nothing's quite cutting it. But what we will be doing, which I can reveal exclusively now, is we're going to rank every single Celebrity Treasure Island cast member over the next two weeks wow. on this podcast. Yep. And we will take so, bribes, Jesse Chook. We know I, you've come into money recently. Um, I great. <laughs> I mean, you're the cover. Vamos. <laughs> Is there a way that your live ocean project could somehow dovetail beautifully into a reality TV podcast investment? Um, I'm just throwing it out there. You have a we think, you know? Yeah, yeah. We could uh, We could record underwater or something, you know? Um, just saying. You're going to get some knocks on your door. At like Kelly Tarleton's. <laughs> we could... Absolutely. I can't believe we haven't done that. We will literally do anything. <laughs> we'll do anything. I, I think there's I think that's got legs, you know. It's got fins, actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, brilliant. Uh, we could talk all day, but I know you've got like big old night ahead. And for huge. context, if you haven't picked it up, we we've you know, we've managed to snag Jesse um just before the final airs publicly on the television. We're his first media stop and we're so proud of that. It's so amazing to have you fresh in and chatting about all this for the first time with us. We're very, very grateful for your time. And you have got, like, so much celebrating to do that I'm excited for you. Thank you. Come watch tonight, you know. Come watch with me. It'll be oh, fun. What, I'm in oh, you're in Wellington, aren't I? Oh. Yeah. I've got pole yeah. class. Oh. <laughs> I heard about that. Sorry. See, that was probably the one thing that I was like, this polka, and it was like, it's on the Discord, and that's, that's like, I was like, I really want to see this. That's exclusive Discord-only yeah. content. You might just have to but show But thank me. you for the invite. This is another bonus for you. As the winner, you get to come into the studio, and Alex can show you the video <laughs> on her very own phone yeah. I'll show outside you. of the Discord, and right. it's a bonus prize. I'll show you in the car park. Um, <laughs> can we give a round of applause to Jesse Chook in the studio? The winner, winner. Chicken dinner of Celebrity Treasure Island 2022. What a Love honor. your work, mate. You did so well. Congratulations. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. And keep listening, even though we won't talk about you probably as much. That's all right. <laughs> Hang on. You've got to see where you're on the rankings. True. Um, you haven't really won anything until you topped the RealPod CGI <laughs> every cast member ever ranked rankings. There's been some, there's been some rippers. Over the years, they have. I, we, we haven't figured out what we're going to rank them on yet. What? What? It's, it's going to be a very complicated Joel Rundelau Hanoi stacking tower kind of reference uh, mm. equation. But we'll do it. If anyone can do it, we can do it. And have you decide? Is that the only rankings you're going to do for for Treasure Island? <laughs> Shh. Right, time to go now. I know what you're referencing and we're off. Okay, we're wrapping this up. <laughs> we're wrapping this up. There will be no charity rankings. Thank you very much, Jesse. <laughs> Thanks, Alex. <laughs> Thank you, Thanks, Jane. Samuel. Thanks, Ti. Thanks, here. guys. Thanks, Jesse. Bye. Chuk. Love Thanks, your work. Jesse. Amazing. <laughs> Woohoo! Best podcast in the world. Kia ora e tewi. Ti he Butler here, podcast manager at the Spinoff. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a Spinoff member at thespinoff.co.nz/donate. The Spin-Off Podcast Network.